And welcome back to Get Into It, where we do just that. I'm Ambry. And I'm Jordan Rice. And today we have a very, very, very special guest who has probably graced your social media feeds, your TikTok screens, for you page. I'm going to let him introduce yourself um, to introduce himself, Tyler. Oh my God. Hi. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Hi. Um, <laughs> I'm Tyler. I'm so happy to be on here. I am so, so happy. Can you tell um, everyone just a little bit about you, what you do, all that great stuff? Oh, yeah. So, okay. Well, I'm Tyler. I'm 16. I live in Georgia. I am, I guess you would call it a influencer content creator. Um, unfortunately, I am a junior in high school. Can't wait to, to get out. Um, Understood. But yeah, I think that's really about it. I'm also a Scorpio for anyone that's wondering <laughs> for my Zodiac girlies out there. Listen. Go ahead, drag me. Go ahead. <laughs> Tyler's being so <laughs> modest. I'm going to talk about how I came across him first, like before we even like interacted for the podcast. You know, if you're on TikTok, you've had the pleasure of hearing the, mm-hmm. it's like, uh, <laughs> and then he does the hands. And then my, I think the video I heard was, uh, he was like, when you are talking to your teacher and you're trying to get the, see if you have the answer right. And you go, mm-hmm. You're on the right track. You're right and wrong, but I can tell you're getting warmer. Like that is how I met you. This nice. guy is insane. You're so funny. You're so 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 talented. So when you reached out, it was just like such a dream come true. My dad was watching your TikToks and he was like, "This guy is so funny. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited!" Like right, and my dad like does not social media, so it's so cool that I think your content just bridges. Um, the gaps and you're just so incredible so I'm so glad that you're here with us today stop thank you so much Jordan oh my aunt Aubrey thank you so much I it's such a pleasure thank you for answering my dm so today we're going to talk a little bit about representation um in the internet space and in the entertainment you know just in media pretty much because Mm -hmm. you have that black influencer experience content creator experience you have a very large platform on tiktok um what is your tiktok handle in case people are like i might know the handle but they don't they're not making the connections it's not clicking yet you know what i mean right right okay so my handle on like all social medias is tyler carpenter but in Carpenter, the last R before the E, before the last R, there's two E. So it's like Tyler Carpentier, basically. Hilarious stuff. Go do yourself a favor. <laughs> Go watch the TikTok. Follow him on hey. Instagram. So can you tell us a little bit how you got into that space um, and what your goal was when you started creating content, if you had one? Oh, yes, yes. Um, I think I've always wanted to be on social media. I know that like in sixth grade, I was recording like fake YouTube videos of me playing with slime on my school iPad. Um, that's I think that's kind of really how it all started. And it kind of evolved from there with like Vine, Musical.ly, and now to TikTok. But I think what really helped start everything was last year about um, almost like uh, 10, eight, eight months ago. I'm not really sure. I posted a video for a school project, I posted three of them. And it was just an English project. I was supposed to make a satire about anything. And then I made these three TikToks and I posted them and they blew up. And I was like, girl, <laughs> I was shocked. Like I was so shocked. And I was like, I told everybody, I was like, oh my God, that's so crazy. And then I think that's kind of what really started just those three, those three videos for a school project. Um, if Miss Walker, you're watching this, love you so much. You're my girly. I know. That's so cool. (laughs) Yes, it's really weird. It's so weird because I feel like it happened when I when I least expected it. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I I feel like I've been trying, but the time where I wasn't really just thinking of it, I just like, hey, just why not post it? And then that's when everything kind of started happening. I was like, oh, that's that's so weird and it's so crazy. And I'm so grateful. I'm so beyond grateful. So when did you start like being a consistent influencer, like consistently pumping out content and be like, oh, I like this, like so that. Okay, consistent. So um, I think it will have to be around the same time this year. Um, obviously you could go through my TikTok page. You could definitely tell, I went through 
many, many, many phases. Um, but I think that's kind of when I started being consistent is when I posted that viral video a couple, um, I want to say a couple, like eight, nine months ago. That's when I re really started to be consistent. And then I made a promise with myself that I have to post at least once a day. And mm -hmm. then we've been keeping that up. We've been keeping that grind. <laughs> that's incredible. And also like just seeing that commitment to like, I'm going to post something once a day. That's hard. It's hard to like keep yourself like creative um and also just like in the in the you're not always in the mood to create I can assume but just discipline to do that and pump out that content how do you manage that like ah uh, see I think I'm still having a hard time managing it because I still have to go to school and I still have like a personal life and everything but um at first I was like on on a Sunday I will film seven videos so I could post them throughout the week. Mm. But now I've been kind of, I don't know, I've been kind of pushing myself now. So I'm filming every single day. Um, so that kind of switched up to me filming at nighttime because I'll come home around three, especially with like daylight savings and everything like that. The sun is going down way earlier than um, I wanted to. But um, I kind of managed it with doing everything I need to do when I need to do it. Like mm -hmm. procrastination is something that can't happen, um, especially juggling social media school and also like a social life. Procrastination is just like not there. She's out the door. Right, right. Well, if you had to like describe your content to anybody who's like probably, they, you've probably seen this content, but if somebody has never seen it, um, how would you describe it? Like what type of, what type of stuff do you make? I make POV. So anytime somebody asks me that question, I just basically say I make fun of real life situations or real life scenarios or just people in general. But some people think like I like make fun of them to like bring them down. That's not what it is. It's just like kind of making it satirical, you know, both parties gonna laugh at it. You know what I mean? It's not something that bring people down. It's more so, so people gotta have a good laugh, get that, get them endorphins. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'll probably just say, I just make make fun of real life situations. That's really, I could put everything in a nutshell. How are you saying people sometimes feel like, oh, you're making fun of people to put them down. No, your content, like some people's content can feel like very attack-like and like really mm -hmm. target. That's not his at all. Your, your content's really good at, like you said, getting both parties to laugh and find the humor in things. I think that's just wonderful. Right. right thank you so much thank you I, I definitely try I definitely try to um, make it seem like I'm not making fun of anybody or try to make both parties laugh especially you kind of have to be very like broad with it because this there was a time where I used to say like POV girls blank blank and people kind of took it as like I was making fun of like women or stuff like that and that wasn't like my intentions and stuff mm -hmm. but it's definitely come to a point where it's like I feel like people now are understanding that like, I'm not making fun. I'm not trying to bring you guys down or anything like that. Mm -hmm. that. That would be the last thing I want to do. It's just, you know, just try to get a good laugh. That's, that's all. But thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, and people are clearly receptive to it. Um, you have 2.1 million followers on TikTok. And as of now. Right, as of now. Um, and 100 million <laughs> likes. Like, whoa. And you're turning out a lot oh. of views per video. Like, it's, this is awesome, truly. Thank you. Thank you for my beautiful followers that's watching. Thank you guys for 100 million likes. I hit it. I think I hit it last night. Woo! Oh wow. So <laughs> Thank you guys. Oh my God. It was, oh, I started shaking because I was just so happy. <laughs> and so, I don't know, it was so much gratitude, so much, so much, is gratefulness a word? I don't think so. Yeah, but I was just is. so grateful. I do have a question. So, since you have such a large platform, can you talk about um, maybe some of the struggles or the uh, the things that you just had to navigate as a Black creator? Because I know that some things that people talk about on TikTok, especially as the platform that sometimes Black creators have a harder time getting their content out to be mm -hmm. seen by a lot of people. Um, and mm -hmm. it, it takes really a long time for verification for people that have millions of people on their platform. And there's some other creators that, have a smaller platform that are verified. Can you talk a little bit about that, you know? Yes, oh yes. So a lot of the 
I feel like a lot of things play into it, but definitely with the struggles, I've definitely had my fair share of it, um, especially when I posted that viral video um, about that same that same month. I was I was getting like a lot of DMs about just like crazy things. A lot of people just calling me like slurs and stuff like that. Oh wow. Um, yeah, it was really something I wasn't used to. I wasn't used to getting caught like racial slurs, um, which is like, because I obviously me being black, we especially in the community, we all get our fair share of microaggression and racism. But I feel like I've gotten my fair share, but just not a, as much as I seen my peers or family members or just people I looked up to. So definitely receiving DMs of people like being like racist to me was very, very difficult. Mm -hmm. But um, I think, and also with my account getting banned, um, my account got banned around the same time where I was blowing up. Um, I was gaining around 100K followers a day. Um, Videos were getting millions and millions of views. I was like, oh my God, this is my moment. And then I woke up this morning, um, one morning and said, boom, your account is deactivated or your account is gone due to community guidelines and mind you at the time I didn't even have violations so I was really really weirded out by that uh, apparently it's because I was they thought that I was under 13. What do you mean they thought okay. you were under right. 13? That's so weird and there are <laughs> under 13 year olds making con- okay okay. No literally there literally is 13 children. Making videos. No <laughs> literally literally children and then it was so weird because you guys the app could have banned me banned me before i posted my viral video like it just seemed like they post they wanted to ban me right when i was doing well mm. and it kind of felt like i was i didn't belong on the app you know mm. what i mean felt like I, I definitely felt discouraged because i feel like like i didn't belong here i feel like it was just a space for for just people that don't look like me or different communities I thought it was just meant for one type of person but I think me surrounding myself with people that look like me people who want to do the same things as me a lot of people of color and we could find a sense of relatability with issues like this especially on social media I think it definitely, mm-hmm. definitely helps you stay motivated it helps you keep moving it helps you keep pushing because at the end of the day like we're gonna face our struggles but we can't let that you know, deter us from what we want. You know what I mean? Because that would be so dumb. You know, like, I I would hate it for somebody to say something mean to me or somebody to do something wrong to me. And I just stop pushing my stop pushing myself to go towards my goals or stop posting because that would be that would be bad for me and the people that are then and the people that are actually enjoying my videos. You know what I mean? So it's like, why focus on one person or just like, what, 10 people saying mean things where you have hundreds and thousands of people that actually really enjoy your videos and really look up to you and really find um, find some a sense of happiness from seeing me on their screen. You know what I mean? It would be so dumb to stop doing that. Um, and yeah, I think that's really the struggles that I face with. It definitely had kind of, it definitely died down, um, down, down died down especially with me posting every day me just doing my own thing staying out of drama it definitely has helped and I'm so grateful that my supporters when they see stuff or when they see somebody comment something rude or something mean they'll be there and they'll dm me like I helped you like I told them to stop I told them to stop being mean to you I was like oh you what yeah yeah deserve a kiss like y'all deserve a big fat kiss (laughs) Y'all deserve a hug because you guys are my, y'all are my peoples. Y'all are my girlies. That's, I love calling my followers girlies. Y'all are my girlies. Like, y'all are really there for me. And I'm also there for y'all, especially um, people that, you know, minorities or people that are LGBT. And they mm-hmm. come in my DM telling me about, you know, different things going on at home and stuff like that. I always keep in touch, especially on my Discord and stuff like that. I'm always here just like you guys are here for me. So, yeah, I love you guys so much. <laughs> And we're going to have all of your social media linked in the description. If you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't know Tyler had a Discord, it'll be in the description of this episode. So mm-hmm. all of the things that we mentioned, you'll be able to find them right here while you're listening to the podcast. But go ahead, Ambry. 
Yeah, um, I heard you mentioning goals. Could you tell us about your uh, goals as you advance as an influencer? Oh, yes. So, oh, so there's, I'm going to say a few. So one of my goals right now financially, I'm, I'm not going to say a specific number, but there is a specific mm-hmm. number that I want to hit. So mm-hmm. when I turn 18, I can, you know, be financially independent and financially stable. Amen. And also, <laughs> <laughs> and also, you know, help out with my parents and not possibly when I down the road retire my parents. That's definitely one of the goals that I want to hit. Um, another goal is I, me and my management, we're going to be, I don't know, I don't know if I could say this just yet, but no, I you know. Don't have to get us to tr- we're not going to get you in trouble. It's okay. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, I'll soon, very soon, I'm going, I'm going to be going back to my home state and just talking to a lot of the kids that I used to hang out with, a lot of the kids that were struggling the same time that I was struggling, and talking to some kids that you know POC or just black or LGBT, you know, giving some words of encouragement. I can't wait to start doing that. Because I remember speaking with my management on, on our first initial meeting about how that's something I really am passionate about. And I can't believe that's actually going to be going to be happening. So that's definitely what another goal. Um, I'm saying a third one. A third one is I want to. It kind of goes back into, you know, talking to my community back home. Well, not back home, but, you know, back in Virginia. But another mm-hmm. thing, I want to give back. I definitely want to start using my my financial... How can I put this? I definitely want to start giving back to communities that are struggling mm-hmm. right now. Um, especially when the time that I was struggling, I would be so grateful and so happy if somebody was to do that for me mm-hmm. so I definitely want to start doing that um a lot of my goals aren't really necessarily number oriented because I feel like at the end of the day with my presence of social media or not these are still things that will still be happening I just feel like with my presence of social media it would definitely help and it would definitely help raise awareness about different things going on that I am passionate about but um yeah I think those three will 100% be the goals that I want to have. Um, maybe not necessarily behind, um, by the end of 2021, but definitely by the end of 2022, 100%. I love that. Oh, those are lovely. <laughs> like, I just love, like, you love, I love to meet people who are super passionate about what they do. And then part of their passion is to give back to the people that helped them or the communities that helped them. It's, it's just one of, one of the things that makes me so, you know, grateful to know you even is just like Mm -hmm. the fact that giving is such a part of who you are, you know, and a part of what you want to do. And you realize like, if I'm going to be having this presence and having this type of platform, it's imperative for me to help others while I do it, whether I get, you know, it's not, and it's not for recognition. It's not to like, it's not for optics. It's just because that's what you want to do. I think that's just absolutely incredible exactly exactly a lot of when especially when I told tell other people about these type of goals just just like oh yeah you just want to do that because you see like other celebrities doing it and you just want to look mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. and it's like it's not that at all like these goals have been happening before I got on TikTok or before TikTok was musically you know what I mean like I, I already knew I wanted to do this you know what I mean I just definitely think my followers who are also passionate about that helping out well, be wonderful. Just having more people putting in, putting in a hand and thinking of us as a team, 100%. Mm. That, that's all I really want. Yeah, you spoke of your goals very intentionally. So I don't, I don't get the hate. <laughs> if there is any, I don't, <laughs> right. I don't, I don't get, I don't get that. Um, <laughs> you, right. It sounds very pure, and I, I absolutely love that for you. Um, I kind of wanted to talk about this kind of that made me think about you know just how when you have a platform you're kind of like a representative of your communities so I want to talk a little bit about representation and media both social media and entertainment and all that stuff and your thoughts on that oh yes of course let's let's go ahead let's get our swimsuits in and let's deep dive, dive. Deep dive. <laughs> 
<laughs> right. Like, oh, I love to talk about it. We could be on this for days. Oh my God. But right. okay. Hey, if we need oh. a part two, we'll get a part two. It's okay. <laughs> right. Right. Come on now, get into it. But um, <laughs> yes, yes representation, representation. I think representation is so, 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 so important. So important. Um, especially with, you know, especially with other creators wanting to, not other creators, but other kids wanting to be a creator or other kids want to be artists, mm-hmm. whether that's, um, you know, drawing, painting, actors, dancers, whatever it could be. Seeing people that look like you, act like you, where, you know what I mean? Anything that can have, that can have a sense of relatability, having somebody do that is so important because it shows that you could do it also. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I think, I think representation is important. What are, your, what are your topics on that? What is your take on it? Ambry? <laughs> Oh yeah, we we we've already had you know episodes really getting into our thoughts on uh, representation, but like for me personally, um, <laughs> it's it's such a monumental thing when you're able to see yourself even in a field that you maybe not uh, weren't planning on going into, um, but right. even it's just like um, TV shows like the escapism that is seeing black people or whatever your marginalized community is on the screen reflected living their life in whatever genre it, it, it's it's it invokes like this such uh, happiness because you're able to you know reflect that um fantasy onto this person and see yourself in them even if you don't really you know agree with whatever their character is it's still a way to kind of like lessen the burden of maybe feeling like a minority in your actual space um because you're seeing somebody who's living their life on the tv screen oh, jordan yeah. <laughs> wait tyler were you gonna say something right oh no, oh no i was agreeing yes ma'am go ahead right there very much i was <laughs> yes ma'am i love it you know i hate to sound like a broken record at a preach to the choir but i completely agree you know um, I'm an actor, which <laughs> Tyler found out <laughs> in our meeting yes. before this. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and so I, uh, ever since I started, you know, performing or knew, I, well, I knew I wanted to be an artist since <laughs> creation. But um, <laughs> when I was four, I was like, I want to be a dancer. I want to be a singer. I want to be an actor. I need to like, you know, be in this classes. And I told my parents and they're like, okay, let's find some stuff for you. And, you know, and I watched all these shows when I was a kid and my parents will never let me live this down. I was visiting my grandmother in Arkansas and I was watching TV and I started crying. And, you know, kids television, it's comedy. There's nothing to be crying. Like it wasn't like a, a movie that has, it wasn't like up where you're supposed to be crying <laughs> in the first 10 minutes. Like it was just like comedy TV. And I was bawling my eyes out at like age four or five or whatever. And my parents like, what is wrong with you? And I was like, I'm not on the screen. I'm not on the screen. And they were like, what is happening? But I got older and I realized like, it was more than just me not being on a TV show. It was like, there was no one on the screen that I Mm -hmm. looked like. There was no one with curly hair. There was no one with dark skin. There was no one you know, who even looked like my, like my Hispanic and uh, Indian friends, like there was nobody that I could even possibly kind of see myself as. And so it kind of became a mission for me to take on projects that um, highlight our community and other people's marginalized communities in a positive way that's not playing into stereotypes and and tropes, you know, like I want to do something that I've like, I want to reflect what I live. I want to reflect the communities that I've been a part of and the villages that have grown me. Like I want to have that on screens and I want that for everyone else. Even if it's not like the black community, if it's people from the LGBTQ community, I want them to be on screens. If it's people mm-hmm. from the Muslim community, I want them to be on screen. So I really, yeah. I, I that's my whole thing as an artist. Like not only uplifting my community but uplifting the communities around me too. It's something that's super, super important for me. <laughs> oh yes i got chills oh my gosh. <laughs> like have you guys ever like agree with somebody so badly you just you just want to get up and jump around like oh i agree with that 
so much. Yeah. That's me with so like so something when I hear someone sing really well and I'm just like, oh, I want to take off my shoe and throw it at them because I'm like, oh, you sound right. so good. Is that <laughs> right. <laughs> no, yes. Oh my God. Okay, so oh, t- to turn the tables a little bit. Oh, so God. speaking of like representation, <laughs> speaking about representation and about different marginalized communities and, you know, either media or really anything, what are you guys' favorite movies that gives off the best representation <laughs> no okay right, you gotta, i gotta think i gotta make it i gotta I'm make so it right. scared because <laughs> oh my gosh i am the worst person to ask because i can never recall anything like i'll i'll explain it in a roundabout way but i cannot recall a name to save my life okay and then we'll end the podcast she'll be like girl it was this <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay for me and this is there's there's like several movies and books and tv shows but one of the the first movies that that I really saw that kind of just sparked something in me was The Wiz you know with Diana Ross and Michael Jackson like oh that's my excellent choice Pryor Lena Horne like it's it's just such a wonderful film first of all the Broadway play, I, I didn't know it was a Broadway musical before I watched it because I was like four, you guys, please. But, you know, <laughs> my first inter- introduction to The Wiz was the movie. And just seeing a Black woman with an Afro, like, play Ooh, this, yes. this iconic role of Dorothy and, like, them take it and make it their own and add some sauce to it, like, have the good music and yeah. have the five mm-hmm. dances, like... It was just so yeah. inspiring me, not only as a black person, but as an artist to be like, I can, I can make people want to get up and dance with me. I can have people memorize the whole line. Like I can recite the whiz. Like I can do it. And <laughs> that was one of the first things I, my parents were like, why are you watching this? Like 25 times, my friends would come over. I'd make them watch it because it just impacted me so much. It kind of, it was one of the reasons that I was like, oh yeah my my skin color my gender is not a hindrance to mm-hmm. what I want to do it can help it right you know oh yes oh I okay what did you say Tyler oh no I was agreeing I was like yes oh. yes ma'am <laughs> yeah I have mine and I remember it it's BAPS do mm. you remember BAPS uh Halle Berry oh my gosh absolutely Ooh. stunning film and you would think that um be- it, because they they're you know more flamboyant and they're louder and they have you know longer nails people think that it's like a stereotypical movie but if you really sit there and watch it it's really dissecting how you can align with certain things that uh people uh, associate with blackness and have that be beautiful you know it doesn't you don't have to be right. the complete opposite of these stereotypes for you to be valid um mm. and that's why i just i love loved that movie so much and it was just I just I love to see black women living authentically and that was really like the the main plot of the movie so I loved that movie oh my, I love that I'm, I'm let me put that in my notes <laughs> your little watch list what no, about you yeah. Tyler um so I could go oh I could go on for this but I think my top number one movie that I think screams representation is moxie on netflix i don't know if you guys have you guys have seen it but adding it to my watch list (laughs) i think i think it's one of the best movies that screams representation for me because it mentions literally i want to say everybody but a lot of marginalized groups we have Mm. um um josie toda um a transgender woman we have Nico Haraga, we have um, Nico Haraga being a Asian American, him being the love interest. We have Sydney Parker. Mm. We have um, who else? We have Alicia Pasquapena. We have Angelica Washington. It's just all these black women, and it's a transgender woman, black woman, um, Afro Latina woman, Asian men, Asian women. It's just like it just and it screams oh. very much, right? Like. It, I want to say it just, it I'm gonna screams... watch this today. Stop playing. I'm about to watch it today. <laughs> no, I love it. It's it screams very much se- feminist, very much feminism. It's just bringing all women together, women that look different, women different hair types, women of 
color everybody just bringing them together and just defeating the hierarchy and uplifting each other i love that especially when i'm not even i don't identify with female but just watching that movie gave me so much happiness and i felt so mm-hmm. euphoric because all these wonderful actresses and actors that i follow or look up to are doing something that i want to do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's just like i i literally love that um i think another Another movie that, as of right now, that I really like is, um, it's, an, it's a new one. It came out, Eternals. I think we talked about this in the first yes. meeting. Yes. Okay. Yes. Oof. When We're I not going to spoil it, you, but yeah. you got to watch it. <laughs> right. Oof. Right. We're, I'm, I'm not going to spoil it. I swear to you, I'm not going to spoil it. But when I tell you representation is there, right. honey, it's there. Like, it's, it's, it, there's no stereotypes. If anything, it just shows off different cultures I in a sense in a very very positive way mm. um um one word uh, or two words Lauren Ridloff uh obsessed, <laughs> oh! obsessed. beautiful oh beautiful God. individual who signed like I'm just obsessed I'm obsessed with that oh oh I'm obsessed that they included yes. her I'm so oh obsessed with her obsessed. Like, I just, I'm, that's the only word yes. obsessed I'm done <laughs> Like, oh, I, w- I want to talk about it, but I just know I can't because I want you guys to see. I want you guys to watch it for yourselves. But I think you guys will really enjoy it, um, especially for the um, listeners. You guys will 100% enjoy that movie very much, especially in the MCU Marvel world. Mm-hmm. This movie was literally groundbreaking for me. Um, mm-hmm. I think after Black Panther, like Black Panther set it off for uh, me. Yeah. But when I saw Eternals, I was like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I need more yeah. of this. Yeah, and the beauty yes, of the like... film. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. We just going. <laughs> oh yeah, we're amen cornering. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. The beauty of the film is that there's so many different types of ethnicities and races as the main cast, but it, at no point does it feel forced. Like they don't really acknowledge. Well, they acknowledge that they're different. Uh, of different cultures or whatever. Uh, in a sense, but. It, it's not really like a burden or it's not like them being a found family is in any way uh, weird because there's so many different, you know, phenotypes involved. Um, there is a deaf right. character and that's, that's iconic <laughs> first and foremost. In and of itself, ever, right? Yeah. Right, in and of itself. And I've never seen a deaf character not be played up for jokes or, you know, uh, just kind of be a minor character in a film or a TV show. Ooh. And we see her, she's communicating with, you know, hearing, um, characters and it's just fine like we're you know we're not even acknowledging the fact yeah. that this might be difficult for her or whatever whatever she's just living her life as somebody who is deaf and that's just so iconic to me like oh my gosh yes. good film oh my for, god um showing deaf actors um like acting and oh, like yeah. being the leads in the shows uh right. it's a movie called coda on apple tv plus that movie is so incredible Oh my God, it's so incredible. Wow. There's, um, Coda is child of uh, deaf adults. And so, oh, right. And so I, I found there's a guy on TikTok who was, is a Coda. And so mm. that's kind of why I knew about the uh, film or I knew the term. So when I saw the film, I was like, oh, I definitely want to watch this. And they have, there's hearing cast, but you see one of the people's daughters and she has to, since she was a kid, cause she's the only hearing one out of her family of four. Mm-hmm. having to translate for them everything and having to like go with them to doctor's visits like and and it's just really cool to see like what people who live in our communities but we don't really hear their stories as much um talk about it like you're going to the doctor with your parents for them to get checked up for like uncomfortable things like you don't want to know about their their issues like their health like problems in like certain areas right. of their body if you get what i'm trying to say yeah. like <laughs> she has to be there to tell the doctor like all these things it's just so it's so 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 interesting such a great um film and i gotta plug Ooh, i'm i'm gonna watch it you got to and i'm For gonna sure. plug my show that's also on apple tv plus it's called swagger and swagger does <laughs> Yes. Okay, fun oh facts about Swagger with them, with you two. When I was, when we were trying to figure out what time we were meeting today, uh, 
I text Avery Tyler. I was like, what time are we meeting today? She's like, oh my God, I just watched Squire with my parents. And then when you, I was about to text you before you text, uh, before you DM me. And then you're like, I've been watching Squire. I was like, not both of you watching Squire <laughs> as I'm thinking out about both of you. So, okay. Since this is both have been watching, I want to hear what y'all think about it because, you know, or should I explain Ooh, what it okay. is to the people and then ask what it is I don't know right explain so our our uh, takes are make sense <laughs> okay so swagger yeah. is a apple tv plus drama um produced by nba star kevin durant who's having an amazing season might i add um but we, <laughs> <laughs> created by reggie rock bythewood um who you know loving basketball shots fired get on the bus that's all him and his wife um yeah 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 and <gasps> and so we always say it's a show about basketball that's not about basketball we follow a 14 year old basketball prodigy named jace carson who plays my younger brother in the show um but we see what it's like to grow up in america and what it is to navigate your greatness at such a young age and have all the pressures of the world and the community and you know your coaches be on you at the same time as all these major companies trying to have a piece of you when you're 14 years old and like Mm -hmm. what is it like to have to establish yourself on a world stage at that age it's it's a really nice um, coming of age type story that that doesn't shy away from difficult topics, but does it in a way that's very tasteful, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, the storyline, if you're not a basketball fan, the story will pull you in and, and, and the story will make you appreciate the basketball because I'm not a basketball player and I've been around basketball my whole life. And this show has made me into basketball more than anything else has so like it's it's really cool just check it out apple tv plus but i want to hear you guys that's my little spiel <laughs> oh okay so i just want to preface this and don't get mad at me jordan don't get mad but i'm not gonna get mad i promise i may i i may or may not be on the second episode oh, that's God. okay don't be mad i'm gonna i'm I first of all, I literally love the show. I literally before I got, I came home from getting my haircut, I saw that I had like what thirty minutes before I had to get on the podcast. So I went ahead and put Swagger on because that's the only <laughs> show I'm gonna be watching for the next week. Um, but yeah, so from the first episode to about the second half of the second episode, I am so hooked on it. I'm so hooked on how. Um, I think his name's Isaiah, Isaiah Hall, Isaiah Hill. Oh, Isaiah Hill. Mm -hmm. Yes, I love how he plays Jace. I really do. And I love how you play his older sister. I think you fit the role so well, so well. And I want to congratulate you on that. No, I think you (laughs) ate that up. Mm -hmm. No, really. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I love, I think, I think one of my, from the episodes I've seen so far, I think something about that haircut scene, I don't want to mm. spoil it, but something about that haircut scene and them in the barbershop talking about the hair story. I, I think that's something that my mom has talked to me about a lot, especially dealing with our hair, our stories, mm-hmm. our hair revolution, the history of our hair. And I love how you guys implemented that into the show. And I was like, oh yeah, this is something this is ground this is revolutionary this is groundbreaking this is something i've never seen before you know what i mean i've never seen a show that implemented so many things about us and about our people while also mentioning basketball while also mentioning a 14 year old you know navigating his life as a black man it's just so many things that is implemented into the show that i appreciate and it really helps me get hooked especially with i don't even like basketball but I'm so interested into the show. Now I have to like watch basketball and figure out which, which team is going to be my best team because <laughs> I feel like I'm obligated. Like I have to now, you know what I mean? I, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm interested. I'm interested to hear Omri's take on it because I don't want to talk over her. Oh no, you're good. Um, I absolutely love the show. And I know people are going to be like, oh, you're partial. You're partial. No, I was looking at it very objectively. And it was, it was. If it sucked, Amber would have been like, I don't like it. <laughs> She'd be like, I don't like she, it. Because the, the way that, like, 
like Jordan was like, just, just be objective, like watch it and let me know and be objective, please. So I already had that mentality, you know, set and ready to go. Um, but yeah, what I love about the show is that it very much is blackness. Like it's, there are certain things that they will never um, in the show discuss or like explain to the audience that are just things that are culturally significant in blackness. Um, that I absolutely love because with a lot of shows sometimes when they have like a few black people on the cast what they tend to do with blackness is kind of make it a fishbowl type of thing where it's like Uh. as as a black uh, character the people around them have to kind of inspect and decipher them um and that kind of sucks as a viewer because there's certain things that we just do like AAV um, excuse me AAVE for example that's just kind of like you just know it or you don't that we don't really feel the need to explain when we're discussing amongst ourselves that would never really happen in black on black and black interactions but on the show like they don't really they just talk you know they're just talking AAVE they reference cultural culturally significant things like no problem you could tell that it's it's driven by authenticity it's very it's driven by DMV culture, um, which is something in and of itself, but also enriched by Blackness overarchingly. So even if you're not a Black person and you just want to partake in watching the show, please do. <laughs> there's, there's so many elements of the show that you don't necessarily have to be Black to understand, but there's heartwarming moments, there's sad moments. Like I was watching with my parents just yesterday, as Jordan said, and I was like, I was like pit down pit down and I really like I didn't want to like tear up because it was, it was real like it was getting Girl, real I've cried and I've I've that's the crazy thing like I've I've read the scripts I've read all of the scripts I filmed the show and I watch it I'm like oh my god like as certain things like and I think that just goes to show the power of the show um what Tyler was talking about the barbershop scene I love 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 that scene because it goes to one of those things like Amber was saying that's our culture like talking about important things even like having gossip like joning on people in the barbershop that's very much blackness and the barbershop is a very much safe space and like seeing those two characters gel in that scene was like Mm -hmm. just mm, that's what this is like having a diverse team of writers like we have right. black writers white writers hispanic writers muslim writers like all in the writers room so we can have all of those perspectives in the show like i don't know if y'all have gone to it yet and it's not a spoiler but there's a puerto rican um right family on our show and like talking about their culture and having so much pride in that and then the muslim family with uh coach naeem and musa played by khalil harris like they intertwine that and it's because our writers are from that background and so they want to have like I was talking to some of them on Instagram live and they were like we wanted to represent our communities in the best way possible like in very authentic ways things that are very true but not like having the stereotypes of like oh this is a broke down single mom oh there's no love in black households oh muslim people they're just you know like they wanted to show what's true and not what you see on the news which is overwhelmingly sensationalized and horrible for most people most Mm -hmm. groups so they wanted to show the real thing the things that we see in our community and i i just love that about our show and i love that y'all are loving it (laughs) um (laughs) that makes me feel so good (laughs) i i I think from what I've seen, I think it has been wonderfully produced, directed down to the scripts, the cinematography. I, I love it. I really do. And I also really love um, 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 Jace's and Ike's relationship from what I've yeah. seen so far. I do really love that. And obviously I think, oh, I can't, I can't say that loud. I don't want to say that yet, but I just <laughs> really do have, they have that no, because I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but they do have that type of relationship where it's like, you know, that coach and the, it's like the coach and one of the best players on the team is that relationship that coach wants to, wants the player to keep going, keep pushing. Yeah, you have these obstacles, but you still got to keep pushing. The, um, the player has so much um, trust. The player has high standards for the coach. I just really love how they have that type mm-hmm. of relationship. Um, and I think that's very, I think that happens a lot within our community where a lot of our, I'm just gonna say brothers, a lot of our brothers have good relationships with their coach, you know, they could use them as their mentor. 
you know what mm-hmm. I mean just or they could come to them just to talk about anything you know what I mean so yeah, I think yeah. that's I think that's really I really like how you guys highlighted that into the show there is something I wanted to ask you specifically Tyler um because the show deals with social media and that's like one of your realms and I think you can see it a lot in mm-hmm. in the parts that you've watched too um mm-hmm. something that show talks about is like the outside noise, which is like everyone has an opinion and they're all saying it at you, whether it be good noise, bad noise, like positivity, negativity, it's all there and readily available. Um, And so since we kind of already talked about it a little bit, just like the, sometimes the racial slurs, but like also like people defending you, how have you been able to navigate like for yourself when that first started happening? balancing what you choose to look at what you don't choose to look at knowing when to you know turn your phone off because that's something that we see jace kind of struggle with like when do i pay attention to what people are saying about me on social media and when do i just have to not listen to it you know what i mean right um i think there's a lot of ways and everybody's really different a lot of people um, deal with situations like this um Oh my God, wait, why am I about to tear up? Hold on, girl, go back inside my eyelids. Girl, go back inside. But um, I feel a way that I dealt with that was I had to come to terms with that me being LGBT and Black, it's literally nothing that I can change. Mm -hmm. I can't change that. So I really have no choice but to accept that. And I really never had no problem with me being black but definitely when I came when that viral video had came and um when that viral video blew up and a lot of hate started coming into my dms I kind of was like dang like people really just don't want me like because mm-hmm. I'm black and it's just like I finally felt that like yeah like you are a black man in America like this is a tip of the iceberg of what it is right now and I literally had to come to terms and say I have to ignore these, I have to ignore the noise and focus on the people that are actually sending me positive DMs. You know what I mean? Because mm. yeah. like I said before, I can't, it would be, I think to me, it would be, it would suck for me to focus on something so negative, something I don't even need to be reading. Meanwhile, I could be responding to all these positive messages, mm. all these positive DMs. And, um, and also just taking break from social media especially with it's something that I take seriously something I literally think about every single day think about what I'm going to post next think about what I'm going to edit think about numbers going to go meetings this that and the third it's okay to just turn your phone off because when you turn it back on it's going to be there right okay it's going to be there so just to turn your phone off and just to watch a movie or I think every Sunday which I'm going to go to the movie theaters tomorrow I'm going to see Eternals again. For the <laughs> As you should. Just like, you know, right, because I, especially on Sundays, I don't post on Sundays. So I take that time for me to just get off my phone, focus on what we're going to do for the next week, watch a movie, go to Barnes & Nobles, focus on a little bit of schoolwork, and just take a self-care day because I get, my phone is going to be there. Social media is going to be there. My mm-hmm. platform is going to be there. Even though sometimes a little is a little up and down with these bands and these like taking down videos and stuff but it's gonna be there so it's okay just to take a break and you don't have to read every single message um there's definitely a lot of ways that you can uh, filter out different comments um dms i think there's this feature on instagram now where you could put in a certain word and if somebody tech or dm you that word you won't be able to see it or it will be hidden so mm-hmm. i definitely use that a lot um and yeah, I just feel, and also going back, just having more people that look like you, more marginalized groups, people that also go through that same thing and having you guys as back saying, it's, it's mm-hmm. all right, like ignore it. You know what I mean? It's just, I feel like having a good support system and having the will and the, and the, what's the word? I don't want to say energy, but the, um, what's the word, just the act of putting down your phone and just taking a break and having a support system, mm-hmm. I think that's really what is going to help. I think that's really what's going to stop, you know, from 
you know, wanting to stop social media or mental health problems or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Have that support system. Take care of yourself. Put your phone down for a little bit. Read a book. Go outside. Take a walk. Take a shower. Listen to your Touch favorite artists. There's so many different ways. <laughs> Touch some grass. No, for the people in my DMs, get off your phone. Touch some grass. You know what I mean? It's it's stupid. Like, you guys are so weird. (laughs) Now, I don't even read. I don't don't even read my DMs as much anymore because I have a Discord. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And the people that are on my Discord are so sweet. So, don't get me wrong. I read my DMs for, like, obviously I have to, but I focus more on the community that I've built and the community that are here for me rather than focusing on the hate you know yes. what I mean so naps wow. right excellent advice oh my god <laughs> truly I just lord thank you thank you so much for like coming to our show and like sharing your t- first of all sharing your time with us but also like sharing mm-hmm. these gems and your experience and and just for having a like a really giving heart like I said it earlier um in the conversation but you are just such a genuine person and like even when we got off the meeting the first time Amber and I were like oh my gosh we're so excited like like you know we like kind of stayed on the zoom we're like he's so nice and like we just like you know his energy and like your energy is so good and like I just want nothing but success and positivity um you know coming your way we'll have all of Tyler's social media and the ways you can find him connect with him in our description of the episode if you want to watch swagger on apple tv plus that will be in the description too um this episode right. comes out on wednesday and the finale of swagger will be on that friday so hey <gasps> you can binge watch and then you can come listen to our podcast understand what we talking about and then you can watch on friday boom bam i figured out your whole week right. for you <laughs> right right yes. clear your schedule clear your schedule girls <laughs> you got a podcast schedule. to listen to you got a show to watch on Friday. You got a come TikTok on. to follow. Right, you got to scroll through some TikToks. Discord. Right. Like, we, come on. It's about to be the holidays. Tyler's going to be giving you some great, you know, content like he has been for the past 10 right. months. Like, get your lives, you guys. <laughs> um, thank you so, so, so thank much you. for coming. I, I hope that we can talk to you again sometime. But uh, thank you. Thank you 100%. so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. I really love that I'm able to share my my experience, my thoughts, some tips, my goals, and hopefully the viewers that are listening can, you know, find a sense of relatability. And if you're watching this and you don't follow me, don't get me wrong. I, I would be checking my DMs, especially with the hate going down. I'm, I'm checking my DMs. If you ever want to talk, I am always here, literally. And also, I think with my management, I'm giving, I'm going to be giving out a number so people are able to text me and contact me. Uh, a little faster in a more direct way so that will be happening so if you guys ever want to talk to me about anything I am here I promise you girl don't oh, don't hesitate you're so nice right you're so <laughs> nice oh my god thank all you. right we'll, we'll be back thank you guys for listening bye <laughs> bye so sweet. Oh. bye I love y'all <laughs> Thank you.